Beers and Banter, episode 27. We've got a new addition to the Beers and Banter family. We'll do this week in sports, preview the first test in Brisbane. Let's do it. Woo! Former Renault driver, Lukey, welcome to the Sweaty Box. Matty B, thanks for having me, mate. Thanks for having me along. How you been? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Explain, can you explain the former Renault driver thing to me? So was it, was it F1 or was it like Formula Renault? Or? Uh, you, you read it, I, I said Renault salesperson, not not driver. So you've, you've read, you've read the, the card wrong. This could be a short podcast. I, I thought you were a race car driver. I used to think I was. I used to race around the streets of Brisbane with, uh, you know, Renault customers. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, th- I think you're about the only bloke in Australia that was excited when Daniel Ricciardo signed with Renault. I was pumped. I was absolutely, I couldn't believe it. So I started actually watching the Formula 1 religiously from that point. All right. But now I want to see him in a different seat. We, we might, uh, we'll get into the F1 in a little bit. First things first, we need to crack some beers. We do, we what do. Are, what's in the Esky over there? Look, mate, we've got a, uh, a Cricketers, we've got a, a Forex Gold. What did you put in there? Is it a Wacker Changi? A Wacker, yeah. Wacker Changi. What are they like, mate? I don't know, but someone someone came to my birthday. Shout out to that person. I don't know who you are. Touch base if, if, if it was you. But they left them in my fridge, and I was pleasantly surprised when I started cracking them open. They're not bad. Yeah, nice. No, it's good. Um, it's always good when you invite friends around and they bring more beers and they drink. So it's a, it is a beer out of New Zealand. It's 1.3 standard drinks, 5% alcohol. Yeah, Take nice. the top off that one for me. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. Welcome. Oh, oh that's good. So, yeah, yeah, shout out to whoever left that in my fridge. They're going good. Yeah, nice. No, these cricketers are good. I've had these a bit too. Um I think they're going to be one of my regulars. That was a ten dollar deal at the uh, at the counter. How yeah. good is it? I love it. So, first time in the sweaty box. It is. Thanks for coming down. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. Those that know us, obviously, know that you're, my, <laughs> you're, you're, you're my little brother. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been destined for great things since I was a you know just a little boy, and I've been disappointing people ever since. So. so <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're coming on board as a what, junior producer of the show? Yeah, look, uh, a bit of a Jamie role, I reckon. You're on, you're sort of on cadet pay at this point. That pay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As in, you bring the beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Should be a good chat. Yeah, uh, no, should be good. Plenty going on in the world of sports. Where do you want to start? Heaps, mate. Look, what, what are your passion? What are your passions? I know yeah. there's normally a lot of rugby league chat on this on this podcast, but we might do it a little bit different today. Anyone that knows me knows that I watch three games of football a year, and that's about it. And that's uh, that's the the blue maroons. Um, apart from that, I couldn't really give a shit about rugby league. Um, right, quickly before we move off rugby league, Cameron <laughs> Smith has announced today that he, he's keen to play on, uh, but it'll be up to. Craig Bellamy, whether or not he gets a start, I can't see him uh, knocking that back. Yeah, I don't know. Cameron Smith, give it up. You've had an, had enough of him. We need someone new. You know, we got we got a new origin side coming through. We do, we do, we need some young faces in there. I think. Well, they, they, they got a couple of blokes lined up straight behind him, so I'm, I'm, I'm no doubt 
the storm won't skip a beat when when he when he finally leaves. Yeah. Uh, preseason's in full swing. Obviously, uh, rugby league has the ability to stay in the news cycle year round. Great Britain have just finished off a, a horrible tour of uh, Australia and the Pacific. Well, oh, really? Yeah. It cost me a bit of money on Saturday night. <laughs> I really needed them to get me out of some jams. Uh, thought they were a sure thing. Had them 13 plus to beat Papua New Guinea and they got absolutely towed up. So thanks for that, Wayne Bennett. You're a, you're a pain in the ass. So um, good thing we're not doing the Jaffers anymore. Yeah, right? the Jaffers dead. <laughs> I've got a new thing starting in, in, a, in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, uh, we might be able to raise some funds for the kids that way. But stay tuned, people. We've got some merch coming. Some merch. Yeah, so people will be able to check that out. What have we got, what have we got coming, Matt? What are we oh, going to be able to sport? Well, let's keep let's keep it under wraps just for Fair now. I'll, uh, I'll share in, in due course. Um, that'll do for Rugby League tonight. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's Because it's we... It, we Rugby League's going to get a mention in a bit later on when we start talking about Code War boxing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm excited about that, actually. <laughs> Let's go into the <laughs> F1s. It's something you're excited about. F1s. Um, oh, look, I'm not overly excited. It's a, it's a sport I've started following. I'm starting to get pretty passionate about it. And um, look, I think we both just watched a really, really good race in the F1, which is becoming a bit boring at yeah, the moment. It's, it's probably pretty one, rare. Of, one of the most exciting races of the year. Had to get up early for it this morning. It was a... Obviously, once they go to the Americas, it goes from a 10 or 11 o'clock start on a Sunday night yeah. to like a, I can't even remember what time it started this morning. It's a bit blurry, but um, really enjoyed it. There was a late safety car, threw a cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah. The Ferraris took themselves out, which is always good fun. It's great to see. But I think that's by far probably the best dry race of the season as far as yeah. happening, things happening and, you know, Unexpected place changes and that sort of stuff. So no, it was really great. I'm couple glad. Of, I, couple glad of surprising mistakes from Mercedes. They pitted Hamilton late. Yeah. Um, thinking that they'd probably be, there was no way they were going to get laps in at the end there, and then he's taken out Albon, which uh, was it Albon he took out. That's right. Yeah, he, uh, Alex Albon. Um, that was unfortunate. Alex would have been up for his first podium finish, which um, you know move into Red Bull midway through the season would have been a really great achievement. Um, wasn't to be the person who he replaced, Pierre Gasly. Yeah. Come in second in that race, pimping, uh, pimping Hamilton on the line. Yeah. Um, Hamilton actually ended up getting a five-second penalty for that move. If on he Albon. hadn't taken Albon out, it, well, at one point it was looking like a Honda 1-2-3. That's right. And, uh, well, until the safety car started and Lewis Hamilton went right around <laughs> Gasly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it would have been, it would have been good. Um. I don't mind the Red Bulls so much. You've got a bit of a different opinion. Than I, do. I don't mind the Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah. But I liked them more when Ricardo was in the seat. Definitely. Verstappen reminds me of Vettel. Back when Vettel used to, you know, take out his teammates and disobey team orders, and yeah, he has settled down. You were probably right. You said before the pod that he's he's warming to. Yeah, he's probably a lot better this year. And the funny thing is, Vettel's still as immature as he ever was. And that showed this morning when he took out his teammate, Leclerc, and then after the race, blamed him for it. Yeah. Yeah, look, um, that that seed of Vettel's, I think I think uh, maybe 2021, 20, 22, I think that seed's got to go to D-Rick, doesn't it? Oh. I'd love to see D-Rick, Leclerc. He's got an Italian last name. Like, what more do they want? <laughs> that's right. Get that's him right. in Ferrari. Well, Renault, they don't even know whether they're going to be in the sport next year, let alone 2021. So uh, they will. They'll, they'll, yeah, they will. 
I think there's they, a full um, review going on at the moment whether or not they're going to spend the money. Look, if they've only been improving, and I think this year's probably been their best year. Yeah, they have paid forty nine million dollars for arguably one of the best Formula One drivers in the in the comp, and yep. they've put him in a midfield car. So I guess you had to pay him that much. He, he what did he finish this morning? Sixth. Sixth. Imagine but if he hadn't have gone backwards and then copped the penalty, like where that's right. And then with the other stuff that went on, he, he could have finished almost podiumed. He could if have. Gasly finished on the podium. There's yeah. no reason Ricardo couldn't have. Silly mistake there early on the race. Um, touching touching Magnussen the, there. I missed the first couple of laps, and he he must have basically went backwards. Did he? He lost three places off the start, or what? Um, yeah, yeah. The start was a little bit messy, but that's that's Formula One. Excuse me. Um, so, but no, no, it was good. And then, yeah, he just he uh, went to t- overtake Magnussen on the inside on one of the corners, and yeah, it just didn't go his way, unfortunately. And I think they announced last weekend that there'll be a few changes to the cars. Obviously, twenty twenty one, all the all the drivers are excited. They're they're looking forward to well, racing again. All the all the midfield drivers are really excited. <laughs> yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be really great for the sport. Um, aero changes, you know, engine changes. Put a cap on spending too, so that one hundred seventy-five million dollar a year budget, which is um, I think is really great. Um, also, all your smaller components like steering wheels and all that sort of stuff that the team has to make public. So if they go and spend three million dollars on developing the best steering wheel or oh, yeah. small small parts, I don't think it's the big stuff, but small parts to yep. save those midfield teams money, they've uh, they've actually got to make that public. So. I think it'll really tighten the whole field up, and um, it'll it'll come down to the drivers, not the car, which is what you it's what you want, isn't it? Should be good because it's, sometimes it's really tough when you, you know, staying up late on a Sunday night or or you're uh, you know up early on the Monday morning to watch yeah. the same same group of cars, even when they so they'll have to pit and end up twentieth, and they still end up on the podium. Yeah. In, it, it's a bit of a ridiculous sport in that respect. It's a tough sport to be a supporter of if you are a, a fan of one of the midfield teams. It's like, oh, yeah, just uh, got up at 3.30 and watched my team come fourth. It was awesome. Well, as Best a, result yet. As a new-ish fan, so I've probably been watching probably since the Mark Webber days. So, yep. But there'd be people that have supported F1 for a lot longer where teams like Williams and McLaren and that, they, were, used to, they were used to watching those teams be really successful. So, yeah, um, which is, I think, I think they're they're trying to get back to that, whether it happens or not. As quickly as they're saying it's going to is another thing, but yeah, it'd be interesting. The interesting one is, uh, and I don't think it got answered, was whether or not Ferrari would still have veto powers over rule changes. So due to their history and their long standing and their oh, really? position in the sport, they've got the ability to veto rule changes. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what's wrong with the sport. What else you got? Anything else? Um, F one. Look, F one. That's that's probably probably all we need to talk about. How many races have we got to go? One. Is Abu Dhabi, I think. Is it Abu Dhabi? I think it's Abu Dhabi. Something like that. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be a, be a good race. Um, I think Toro Rosso is about to, I think they're only six points behind Renault on their, on their Constructors Championship. Yeah. But um, I saw an interview this afternoon with the Toro Rosso boss and he didn't seem too confident about the next track. He said his car's never done well there, so... Hopefully, uh, Renault will be able to hold them off. And, yeah, I think they'll get fifth for the year behind McLaren, which sure. is unfortunate. But Ricardo's first year, I think it's only up from here. Particularly when they supply the engines to McLaren, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. It's bizarre. Not next year. Though. I think it's – is it next year they stop or 2021? I think um, I think they're going to a Mercedes-powered unit, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, righto. Yeah. What else we got happening? 
Code Wars in boxing. Have you seen any of that? <sighs> what is Australia's obsession of watching two has-been footballers punch each other in the face in some of the most slowest, worst boxing matches in Australian history? Tell us how you really feel. Then. Well, I don't. I don't understand it. Like you've got all these great boxers coming through the ranks. Yeah. And we're putting all this money into watching two footballs. Yeah, I guess you know, the money's there and people are going to pay to watch it. But my biggest issue is why do people want to watch it? Why do we care? I think boxing's struggling in general. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, pro- you're probably right. Um, I, uh, I don't think Horn was what everyone was hoping it was going to be. Uh, yeah, that he's fighting. They're fighting against him and Zarafa are fighting against soon. There's It'll be a good win for Zarafa. Um, it was an interesting fight. The, the Gallon Hall one, obviously Barry Hall looked a better fighter. Yeah. Gallon sort of looked fitter and really took it to him. Um, it looked like it was set up for Hall to win, though. The ref, there were only two-minute rounds to begin with. and Yeah. No, I can say that only two-minute rounds. I've done two-minute rounds and still couldn't make it through. <laughs> but these guys probably got a fair chunk of change. Anyway, the ref seemed to be pulling it up a fair bit just to make sure that Barry got a nice breather in each round. Um, but he did sort of look... They're old men, though, Matt. You've got to understand that. They need a, they need a break. They're old men. They're not that old. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. They weren't even the main event. And the sad thing is that I can't tell you who the, the young... I watched the fight. Um, I, I can't think of the guy's name. Yeah. It was a really good fight, though. He ended up stopping a bloke due to a... He closed his eye up and he won the interim WBC belt. And that's the problem with boxing in Australia. What, what, if you're going to watch the gallon fight, you should know who the main card is. Like, they, should be, they shouldn't be marketing it as the gallon hall fight. They should be marketing it as the fighter A and fighter B with uh, Paul Gallon and Hall um, co- co-maining. So it was basically for a world title or an interim world title. Yeah. And... I would say most people couldn't tell you. The diehard boxing fans certainly will. I don't disrespect them, but yeah. the casual fans, people like myself, couldn't. I couldn't tell you who who that guy was. Yeah. Um. And what's worse, I, I, well, I, I think that's just symptomatic of boxing. I think what the UFC's done really well over the last few years is they are the dominant MMA brand and yeah. organization for now. Well, for now, but yeah. if you ask people on the street, nine times out of ten, they're going to, if you say, oh, do you know what mixed martial arts, oh, that UFC stuff. Mm, yeah. No, you're right. Um, yeah, but you've got Bellator and, you know, the, the other organisations, but I think what UFC's done well over boxing is that there's a one, the main organisation, the dominant one, you know, they've, they've got, I think they've got credibility in the fact that, you know, other than this new BMF belt that, that just recently got done, is that they've generally done well in that, you know, the best fighters end up fighting each other. I know it doesn't always happen, but yeah. with the problem we've got in boxing, and even the heavyweight division is really exciting at the moment on the world stage when you've got Tyson Fury, you've got Wilder, you've got Ortiz. we got Wilder Ortiz this weekend. Yeah, you've got Andy Ruiz. You've got some really exciting. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. What name? a machine, mate! I I watched that fight and um, yeah, it came out of nowhere, didn't it? But part of your problem is there. You've got different promotions that are all rivals. Yeah, and you've got you know half a dozen different alphabet belts in in boxing. You don't generally. Sometimes we could be robbed 
We could be robbed of a Fury Wilder rematch purely because they've signed with different TV channels. Yeah, yeah. It comes down to promotional companies and not the actual fighter, which, yeah. But they, they, they get around it. You know, they, they do make it work. Um, and I think it's probably, it's probably good for the actual pay packets of the fighters because making those things happen do cost more. And they, they do get it. They, you know, the, 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 the one promoter isn't taking all the money. Yeah. And then, because UFC fighters, they get paid dick all compared to boxers. Like, they don't get paid a lot at all. And when, you, when you're talking about profe- world professional sports. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not high paid. Some would argue that the, they don't pay them well because they'll, they'll do a corner once they get paid well. They don't want to fight again. <laughs> yeah, well. Hey. But there's a lot of what? boxers out there too, yeah. hope, that are not getting, that are, that are working too, you know, working jobs. And oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there are. And then, I'm sure that it's in every code. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, UFC takes a big cut, I think. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think well, boxing's just been doing it for so long that I guess it's a bit streamlined for them and it just sort of know how it works and that's the way it is and people don't like it changed. But um, I don't know. I think UFC needs to pick its game up. I think if it keeps going the way it is, they're not going to have fighters. They're not going to have people want to fight under Dana White because Dana White lets his personal vendettas get in the way of good fights. And um, you think so? Yeah, yeah, I, I do believe so. I think um, I think he gets too personal with his fighters. Um, I think he, you know, he has he has personal tiffs in public with fighters, which isn't great for your brand. Uh, you know, you know, Twitter wars and things like that with people who are meant to be working for him. Um, well, you would say that they have them with their boss. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, no, and vice versa. Yeah. He, he bites back, and you can't you can't be having that. You know, you know, you know, in a professional, you know, mixed martial arts competition. Um, I yeah, I just don't think it should be happening. But it is the way it is at the moment, and he's doing a good job. I, you know, I, I I'll still go down to the the local on a Sunday and watch UFC. But you know, I'd, I'd like to see a another promotion in there. Putting you know, fighting. What I, what I do like about the UFC is it is a dictatorship. You've got one guy that's the figurehead and perceivably making all the decisions. Um, I hate it. I, I like it. Nah. it. The buck stops with him. I'd like it in – it's like a commissioner like in the NBA and the NFL. I'd like the NRL to have a commissioner. Like, so Greenberg's the boss, but like I want, I want a nice strong figure that's basically the boss – that makes all the decisions, hands out the fines, hands out the whole, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I don't know. It's an, it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept to think that mixed martial arts, well, it, it's still, you know, the fighters aren't making money now, so I guess it's probably not too, it's not big enough for two promotions to have high, you know, your, your elite fighters fighting in yet, but it'll get to that point, I think, and um, I think it'll make way for some good fights. Yeah, people leave the UFC like that, that's been shown, but yeah, I don't. I don't think Cyborg signed with the UFC anymore. No. She's with somebody else. So it happens when you get your ass beat like four times in a row, or something like that. What happens? <laughs> what about Connor? Is he who, who's he fighting? January? Is he going to come back? And yeah, yeah. Look, Connor's fighting Cowboy, which would be uh, a good fight. Connor's my boy. All my mates know that I'm a big Connor advocate. I'm been a bit quiet lately, but. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I like I like watching Connor fight. I love, yeah, just love the antics. Yeah, that's that's what you got to love about him. You know, it's got, got a bit of bad press lately, <laughs> punching blokes in pubs and yeah. How about rape judge turnout? Did we find that out? Because that'll be a, that'll be a big turning card, just whether I'm actually a McGregor supporter or not. 
But well, um, well, I never. Well, let's let's throw an, throw an alleged in that. So it's alleged. Um, alleged rape, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. But yeah. um, yeah, I don't know what. Even happened Dana there. White said uh, they don't like hearing that sort of stuff and don't. Of course not. I'll of course not. So um, possibly yeah. why he hasn't done a fight of late. Um, there's plenty of reasons why Connor hasn't done a fight of late. Yeah. Um, but no, it'd be good to see him in the ring. Um, he said he wanted the winner of Jorge and Nate. I don't know if he just, I don't know if he gets to just do that. There is talk that he's been stacking weight on, but yeah, you can't fight, you can't, you know, just take 12 months out of, and then just come in and go, yeah, I'm going to fight this guy. But that's the problem with the UFC. Don't let him. Yeah. That, that's, that's a big problem. You know, it's not the best fighters fighting the best fighters. It's. It's the two fights that Dana White wants. Well, sometimes it's good, though, because you don't get tune-up fights in the UFC. No. You know what I mean? Like, world world championship boxers, they get tune-up fights. So Tyson Fury, he had that, uh, was it a draw with with um, uh, Wilder? Yeah, 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 with Wilder, yeah. And then could I couldn't name the two blokes that came after that. No, one of them's yeah. I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a fanboy boxing fan, so I I, yeah. I don't religiously watch it. But what I'm saying though is that he got two tune up fights. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. You don't know the name. Yeah, go bash them around. And you know, you don't. Connor yeah. doesn't get to come in and fight. Well, tune- he's going to tune up fight. He's fighting cowboy. I wouldn't say that's a tune up fight. Yeah, though. That's a tune up fight. That's a tune-up On his fight. day, Cerrone could could choke him out as good as those other blokes. There's a reason why he's fighting Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, that's he's the name of the he's he was the UFC until he went and thought he could box. Who? Connor. Until he thought he could box, he um he was a, he was the UFC. Khabib made him look like a little baby boy. Did didn't he? And that hurts me to say that because I'm a <laughs> Connor fan. Uh, uh, but um, Khabib made him he he mauled him. Yeah. And that's why I don't know if you'll yeah. ever get that rematch because yeah, he'd need to start starching blokes left, right, and center to to get that rematch. That's yeah, he he would have to be Conor Evold for maybe three or four fights. Of all right, here's a big name fighter. Whack! I just knocked him out in the first round. Next, but uh, I can't see that happening. Honestly, I think, I think more than that. I think he's got to do more than knock blokes out early in a fight. I think he's got to bash some blokes for for and. And maybe yeah. throw a bit of wrestling in there because until you can until he can wrestle, excuse me, Khabib's gonna gonna get him, and that that may never happen. Um, but you know, in that I know so such a long time ago now, but in that Habib sort of like in that Habib fight, um, I thought he showed some good ground game. He still got mauled, yeah. But you know, he I think he 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 focused on it so much. I think he lost a lot of other aspects of his game. Yeah, true. Yeah, so I, you know, he wasn't thinking. All right, when when am I gonna when am I gonna put one on his chin? He's going okay. When am I gonna take down defense? Take, take down defense. Yeah. So, um, which is all part of the mental mental side of it that um those professional guys get to overcome and adversity. You know, it's what makes a great fighter, isn't it? Really, adversity. What? Well, all the greatest. Uh, I think most people would argue the greatest boxers in the world have all lost. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Very true. Uh, what about the hottest property in, in mixed martial arts right now? It's got to be Jorge, doesn't it? He's um he's the new boy. Game bread. Yeah, Three game bread. Soda. He uh, I like him. I think he's he's got a good head on him. I um, I think I'm a little bit like everyone else. I didn't really hear much of him until he <laughs> he'd been Asgard in the face in three <laughs> seconds or something. Obviously, he got the he stopped till 
which was probably yeah. a big sort of just to put him on the yeah. map. Um, he'd been around a long time before that, and you you see a lot of the back like he's been fighting forever in people's backyards and. That's right. He was with um, Kimbo Slice. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm the same. At first, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I like this guy. And now, every time I hear him speak and he fights, because I was, I was starting to get on the Ben Askren bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. And he I starts was the same. Him and I'm just like, yeah. Uh, how good's this? Whole, uh, well, I, I didn't like him. I was like, oh, arrogant prick and rah yeah. rah. And I, you know, I don't want to put up with that. But then you actually you watch an interview and you watch what he's like when he's not in the ring, and you're like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's actually a decent dude and, you know, business is business and they talk smack and it happens. But, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I like him. I think he'll be uh, good for the sport. Um, Probably the next, I think, probably the next face of the UFC. Because uh, they don't really, I don't know, there's not there's not much else going on, really. Well, now Nick da- Nick Diaz wants to fight him. And I don't, when was the last time? I've never seen him fight. Nick, Nate Diaz remember. said he's retiring. I'm, I'm that I'm much much of a new UFC fan. I've never watched Nick Diaz fight. No, I uh, I've I've watched his I've watched Nick's I've watched a couple of Nick's fights, but yep. I've never watched a Nick fight. If you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nate's not retired. He came out and backflipped. Oh, out. did he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I missed that. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> oh wait, how am I going to get paid? <laughs> it's just Nate Diaz being Nate Diaz. Yeah. Um, I want to see that rematch. I don't want Dana to call a doctor in. To he the f- didn't call the doctor Dana in. Dana called that. He Allegedly. He was <laughs> no. he was just as pissed in the beginning that it was stopped. No, he wasn't. He called that doctor into the fight. Please. Dana me. sent that doctor in for sure. It's New York. That's, that was your problem. It was in New York. No. All right. Dana White sent that, sent that doctor in. Our Golden Boys about to get smoked in round four by Nate Diaz. No, yes. I don't think so. Yes, I'm telling you. He didn't. I was he, there. You <laughs> were, were not there. Um, I, I think, I think Jorge had him. He was bashing him up. Yeah. Unless, I, unless he knocked him out, he Jorge had won. It was five, I thought, uh, yeah, he'd won three rounds, convincingly, potentially even an eight, a ten eight round. Yeah. There was no way Nate was going to win that on a decision, and I didn't. I couldn't see him knocking out Masvidal. Uh, I could. I could see it coming. You could see it in his eyes, man. The way he shapes up at the end of the round, you know, you see it. He's just got that. He's got that fire. He's he's a street kid, mate. You got to hit him a few times before they fire up. I think he needs to get his face sorted out because he that was a fair gash. His his eye was about to fall out. <laughs> it was a bit of a. It was bad. <laughs> it was a bad cut. I saw. I saw the. Uh, I saw the the social after it. The socials, and I was like, oh. You shouldn't have fought, shouldn't have stopped. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bad cut, but oh, damn it. I think I just pissed off that I paid 55 bucks to put it on at home. And oh, that's, <laughs> that's all over. <laughs> at least you got three rounds. Yeah. Yeah, better than if you put the Askren fight on. Or how? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I'm excited. I, I do enjoy it. I used to be, I'll never say I'm a diehard. I don't know every boxer's name and all that stuff, but I really do like you know, combat sports, I think it's sort of, yeah. you know, one of the oldest forms of entertainment. You know, you think back to the gladiators going into the Coliseum and one comes out alive. I don't know. Let's Bring that back. Uh, <laughs> what what draw, uh, drew me to the UFC was probably when Ronda Rousey came to Australia and there was a lot of hype around that. And, and I she got kicked in the fucking face. Well, I'm starting <laughs> to think I shouldn't follow any <laughs> UFC fighters because every time I start to like, oh, I like, I like this person. They get absolutely yeah. starched. Yeah. Ronda and then Connor and Ben yeah. Askren. Well, it was... I don't want to get on Masvidal because then he'll, he'll get smoked. Well, he's already been smoked. That's the thing. He's had a brand change. 
He never used to get smoked. No, he, he's he's, he's, he's lost. He's lost by like Joe touches on it. Uh, with uh, he has a podcast with what's his name? Usman, the dude who Qua- fights out of Usman Khawaja. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. yeah. I think that's it. No, the guy who fights out of um, Kamara Usman. Yeah, fights out of New Zealand. No, that's uh, Israel Adesanya. Yeah, Israel Adesanya. Sorry, um, he's uh, he had a podcast with him and he's talking about it. And yeah, sorry, what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so. Yeah, I don't know. UFC, it is what it is. Um, I think. Um, what were we talking about? People I, getting starched. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And um, oh, game bread. not. He's never been. No. Oh, that's right. And he he went through a full rebranding of himself. So he said he's looking at his previous fights and going, oh, "Why didn't I win that fight? Yeah. Split decision. I, I could have won that fight." And he goes, "Why am I being such a pussy? I, I should have just knocked that guy out." Yeah, I don't think he's ever been stopped. What was interesting, Israel Adesanya, uh, I saw over the weekend. He's got a uh, unblemished record in MMA. Yeah, but he, he yeah got, he got knocked out a few times in kickboxing. In kickboxing, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was interesting because he talk the way he talks. It's like he's the world's best, and un- you know, like no one could touch him in striking. And, and uh, I like him. I do. I do. He's he's pretty good, but he's like anybody. Like what you said before. Yeah. Even the best have have got a, a blemish. It's a, it's adversity, man. Without without that loss, how do you learn? True. So, I, that was some good advice that I got the night I got knocked out in the boxing <laughs> ring. Was like, happens to the best of us, mate. I, I think I was the only one at our table cheering. That's, that is rough. <laughs> Why would you cheer when you when your big brother gets Ma- mum? Mum was pretty upset. Anyway, let's move on. Um, cricket, we got the first test. We do. It's a big oh, week. Cricket's my game, mate. I, I'm so excited for summer. Anyone who knows me knows that I love my cricket. I've been a little bit disappointed in the crowds and some of the marketing for the cricket to start the summer. Like, I, don't I didn't know the 2020 was on until I turned it on. Yeah. Popped up on my, on my KO. Australia's playing. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I'll put that on. Or, or Dad had messaged me. Part of that was probably we never normally play any international cricket before the first test. But mm. India, because they're India, we've got to go to India in January when we'd normally be playing in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's why they've had we've had to start our summer early, and we've had uh, T20s and one days before our tests. What are they? That keen for Steve Smith to score three hundred runs a game against them? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just typical uh, India getting their way, I guess. I'm, uh, I'm done this one, mate. What are you? What are you feeling next? Uh, well, is there another one of those wacker changies in there? There is, mate. Well, do you want to do you want to try one of them? What else you got in there? Actually, I'm going to go the. Uh, I'm going to go the bolter, mate. Right, you strap yourself in. Give us a review of that. That is a that is a daisy. That's a double hazy. Uh, IPA. We used to sell these at Tomcat when I worked there, and uh, they're not bad. I think that's three and a half standard drink. So I think you're going to have to stay the night if if you three point two. Yeah, well, I brought a bag because. Um, I can't drive home. That's the way. Um, and and not even because I've been drinking and driving. I physically can't start my car because because of past mistakes. <laughs> um, what if one of the kids like breathed into it for you? So it goes off. So you blow into it to start your car, right? Yeah. And you're like, yep, sweet. And you you drive off. Five minutes down the road, it goes off again. Well, that's no good. No. That could cause an accident. Yeah. Well, you meant to. I pull over every time to do it. If the if the government was was serious about drink driving, they'd put one of those in every car. It'll just be standard fitted. 
and then you'd never yeah. get yourself into trouble. But well, this is the thing, though, right? So I don't have a K-drink driving do at I, all. Do I get a beer? Or? Oh, you do. Sorry. So I obviously don't have a K-drink driving at all and um, avoid it when possible. But I got done for drink driving, right? So yes. low range. Yep. Next morning, I'd had a big night, got pulled over. Shit. This was like when I was 21 or something. So footy player style. Yeah. On the yeah. way to training. Um, I was actually on my way to work. So um, I don't usually, I was working a Saturday, which was rare at the time. And uh, on my way to work, get pulled over, blow in the bag, blow over, blow 0.06 or something. Oh, that's a bit shit. I lose my license for a month, right? That's all they gave me. One yep. month and like a, I don't know, some small fine. Four years and 50 weeks later, it's a, uh, I think it's a Sunday morning or something. I'm driving over to my girlfriend's place after a night on the, on the turfs. Yeah. Same thing. Pull over, blow .062 or something. Next day, had no idea. Because I'd got done twice in a five-year period, no matter what the, the levels were, it's required by law that I have to have an interlock system put in my car. At your expense? At my expense. So it's, it's like 300 and something bucks to get the little eye put on your license. It's wow. another, that's it. That's before you even get the interlock. It's 300 bucks. 330 bucks or something to get it installed and it's $250 every two months for a year. To get it what? To get, they service it. Calibrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they don't even, they don't even service it. All they do is plug a computer into it, get all your readings out and then send that off to the government. And then if you've been blowing into it too much and been over, they can actually extend your time. Oh, if you've been trying to start the car while you're pissed. That's right. (laughs) Too many times. So the message here, kids, is don't drink and drive. Don't drink. It's and not drive. worth it. It's um, it's it's definitely not worth it. I uh, I think we're all silly when we're young. I'm still young-ish, but uh, yeah, just don't. You're do not, it. You're not, not that young, it. bro. I know. I know. <laughs> I think about it every day. I'm like 27. Jesus, <laughs> where did that all go? That was middle age 100 years ago. 27. <laughs> <laughs> it was middle aged. Uh. What, uh, else, what else have we got, we Barrel? Got, we got sidetracked. Where's, where's your test team? You um, got I emailed it to you. There it is. Oh, what is that? I don't know. Did I, did I, I not email it to you? You got the email address wrong. I must have. I don't know why that's up on screen. I've uh, been reading my emails. Um, <laughs> let's have a look. Youporn.com. I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> Cut it out. Uh, Australian test team. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, it's a good squad. I like it. Something else I'd like to touch on too, um, something that's been happening quite a bit. I know we didn't talk about it before the pod, but we've had three, uh, you, me and dad talked about it in the group chat. Yeah. We had three players pull out due to mental illness. In what? In cricket. So you've had, you've had Glenn Maxwell. You've had this Will, per, what's his name? Pavosky. Whatever no, I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I've oh, really? I've missed it. No. So we've had three players say they, they aren't available due to mental, like their mental you know, uh, well-being yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, I what's what's going on there? If we've, you know, Mac, I'm sure you heard about Glenn Maxwell pulling out. Uh, he, he didn't play the last 2020 because of it. I, I think I've seen, I haven't read anything. I haven't really come, I might have seen a headline, but I haven't really followed up with what Yeah, what's okay. Going. Anyway. I would say it's... it's I guess there that, much to talk about it on. Well, 
I would say that it, it's probably more a symptom of society at large as opposed to just professional sports that it's, um, I don't know, it's probably something that's always been there but yeah. probably swept under the rug. Do you think Do you think now that people are feeling that, all right, I can come out and I can say, look, I'm not okay. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it. You know, things are really starting to get big on me and, you know, it's actually, you know, I guess, I guess, Back, like if if I was in that situation, which I never will be, obviously, but yep. I would feel the pressure that tough it up. You're a professional athlete. Men- the mental side of it is a part of the game. It's mentally tough. That's why you get paid big money. Yeah. So for them to be able to, you know, come out and say that they they aren't feeling great and they are putting themselves before the game, I think is good. I think definitely for the longevity of the players. Um, I would say social media's got a big lot to answer for there. I know it's easy to say, oh, they don't need to go on social media, but, you know, let's be real. Everyone's on social media. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's part of their branding. It's part of their profession would be to be present on social media. Back in the day, if you're Alan Border and you, you're captaining a shit series on the other side <laughs> of the world, other than the journos asking you questions... you 32 tens on the plane. <laughs> if you, <laughs> you want to switch off, you just basically don't read the paper and you don't see, yeah. the, don't see the negativity... Whereas these guys probably can't escape it. So, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. You look at Steve Smith, I think he's an advocate for Gussie Warren's uh, Gotcha for Life program. So yeah, okay. he did a lot of work in that space because he admitted that when he went through his ban, he was in a dark place. And I don't know. I, I think it's good that they can talk about it. It helps other people. So the average the average Joe can then feel more comfortable to talk about their yeah their, what they're going through. Um, and folks at home, if you are if you are ever feeling like there isn't anything, Lifeline, give them a call. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I uh, I think everyone's probably everyone's got their battles, and and some people are dealing with them better than they are others. And um, yeah, I think we all go through our own little things. And definitely, yeah, I think um, everyone handles it differently. I think uh, it's all about perspective, isn't it? True. There's always someone that's had something worse happen to them than you, but. You know, for you, that's the worst thing in the world that's happened to you. So it's that's the worst you've ever felt. It's always a good thing if when something's really heaping on you and you think, oh, if that's the worst thing that happens today, I'm probably going to be all right. Yeah. But it's it, sometimes it feels like the world's on your shoulders. <laughs> anyway, let's actually have a look at this test team. So Sorry, this we, test, can, we keep getting sidetracked. sidetracked. That's all right. It's all about the chat. We probably, probably should have got this out of the way before we started. It's all, it's, it's all about... <laughs> It's all about the banter here, folks. Uh, t- Australian Test Squad. We've got Dave Warner, Joe Burns. You! Uh, Burns. What? Burns. No, I, uh, it's just a, I, I don't mind Joe Burns. I think he's all right. It's just a joke. He was going a real shit time with the heat. Way off, bro. <laughs> Marnus. I love that. Love Marnus. Marnus being in there, I think, is a great thing. He proved that he's a, a run machine. This could be disrespectful, but I call him Marnus Lasagna. I, so I, I, do, I do now, too, because you do. Uh, we got Steve Smith, Cameron Bancroft. I don't think he's made the side for this week, though. Love that inclusion. I don't love it, but I, I think it's really good to see Cameron get in there. Um, I think he was extremely unlucky to get dropped from the Ashes side. Um, no one was making runs. This has got to be. There's got to be something newer than this, surely, because that's the squad. I think they've named the team, haven't they? Uh, well, Pavosky's not there. Yeah, I think I uh, get, I, it, get it. Get it. Where's my phone? Dude, where's my phone? I think I had it up on my phone. 
that that I didn't email to you. So don't talk. Uh, what have we got? Yeah. Definitely sent it, mate. You've, you've given me a bump steer. All right, so we've got Tim Payne. Oh, no, this is the squad as well. I think they might not have... Re- they wouldn't have released a team yet, maybe. No, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, but maybe not. Um, we'll go back and have a look then. It's good to see Cameron Bancroft in there. Um, I, like I said, I, I thought he was really unlucky to get dropped from the uh, the Ashes side in uh, in England. Um, yeah, he wasn't scoring runs, but neither was anyone but Steve Smith. Yeah, um, he he took a, he took a he took some game changing catches down there in short leg. So I don't know it's good to see him in there. Um, Davy Warner's made some runs of late, so yeah, hopefully he can. I love I love Davy, so um, it's good to see him make some runs. It'd be good to see him make some runs over the summer. Yeah, he doesn't play so well overseas, but. He's got a pretty good average here. And so pa- Patterson's going to miss out during <laughs> indiscretion. I'm, when are these guys going to learn? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't I, like. I don't know the ins and outs there, <laughs> other than just, like, just just shut up. <laughs> no one wants to hear it anymore. Speaking of shut up, what about today's news? And we don't really like giving him airtime on this show, but we seem to do it every time he pops his little head up. Um, Israel Folau. <laughs> up until last night, I would have said deserves another crack at the NRL and people will you know people might not like that opinion I never I never would have said that but the reason I say that is because we've got um, domestic violence perpetrators we've got people that are yeah. aggravated assaults um, drug possession but they uh, all said sorry I would have said that what he's done would be on the lower end of that scale, and I, I do. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I completely disagree with his views. I want to. I want to put that out there. Sticks and stones can hurt my bone. Yeah, break my But bones, I would have said a social media post versus actually King hitting someone. Surely there's one's less hurtful than the other. Whatever. Up until yesterday, I would have said. Up until yesterday, I would have said you know potentially could have been let back into yeah. some sort of. Today he was. He is officially the most toxic. Um, <laughs> Sports person <laughs> in Australia. I didn't believe you. I didn't believe you when I when I come in. You're like, did you hear about Israel? I'm like, no. What? Smite me, oh <laughs> smitey one. Uh, I'm just going to put this out there, and this this could be potentially deadly. So if you do want to leave the podcast studio now, you can. But okay. Uh, I would say, if 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 God feels this way, strike the podcast studio with lightning now. I think we're good. Oh, right. um, uh, I, I think I think God would be more targeted with his attacks. Like he wouldn't be, we wouldn't be setting the forest on fire. He'd just be setting on. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's no God, it, mate. If there I was think a God, he would I'd take the Thanos approach and it'd be a click of the fingers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's asking a footballer to do his good work for him. But anyway, um, so for, so the, for those of us, that, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about. Um, you know, Flowers made headlines again today and basically blamed uh, the same-sex marriage bill for the bushfires. Yeah, well, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an absolute joke. Um, I don't, I don't know. The the thing is, he has supporters, mate. This is the thing. He has people that support him on these views. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, what what is it with Australians in particular, and? Those sports. Easy, Tiger. Easy. We have a whole lot of homophobic racists. Let's not be, let's not beat around the bush. And it's a problem. It is a real problem. I think it's something we need to address. 
I like think, I think we're trying. Yeah, and that's and that's, we are trying. 100%. And that is why the NRL took such a staunch um, approach to Falau. But I would have said. But I wouldn't have hired him after the first incident. I also wouldn't have signed Matt Lodge though. That guy's talk. He he's potentially the captain of the Broncos in twenty twenty. Yeah, it's good. I hate the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's it's. I don't. I don't. I don't know what he's expecting to get of that. Apparently, Bob Catter backed him allegedly. So I, I think I read something. It's probably all you need to hear then. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when Barnaby Joyce is coming out and saying, "Hey, mate, just put a lid on it," you know, you're probably gone too far. Yeah. Um, look, we've been waffling for a while, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to the final three questions. Have we? Yeah. How long are we going? Oh, it's it's been going on a bit. We've got no listeners at this point. Everyone's <laughs> tuned out. I got another eight hours in. <laughs> Um, we're going to go into the, the, the three, the big three questions. The big three questions. I've been looking forward to these. No, I haven't. I haven't actually prepared for these at all, so I'm a little bit nervous. All right. Here we go. Rapid fire. Favorite place in the world for a beer? Favorite place in the world for a beer. Mate, it's got to be... Just, just so you know. Valley. Brisbane. The Valley. Saturday, Saturday night. <laughs> Tomcat, I love yeah, every, yeah. Everyone hates how much I love that bar. You but to, Tomcat, you, Brisbane, you, you should to, visit it. It's good. Shout out to the Tomcat, but you need to do some travel, bro. Uh, yeah. Favorite athlete of all time. You just put me on the spot. I couldn't think. Uh, fact, look, I think we're witnessing it. Um, I think Steve Steve Smith. I'm a, I'm a big cricket fan. Um, I'm saying better than Bradman. I'm saying. He is better than Bradman, and I think he's great to watch. I think there's still massive things coming from him, and I think he will be the goat as far as Australia, as far as cricket goes. Um, and big, batsman, that's a huge call. It's a big call. Uh, I'm making I'm, it though. I'm happy to say best since Brad. Bradman. Nah, better than. Better than Bradman. Better than. Righto. Last question. Four people over for a barbecue. Anybody from history? Who Who are you inviting, and what are you cooking? Look, I'm cooking bacon and eggs. I love cooking brekkie. So I'm getting some bacon and eggs rolling. Yeah, righto. Yep. So some, uh, some French toast, some hash browns, getting it all happening, a bit of maple syrup. You coming around? I'm, I'm there. Yeah. All right. All right. You're in. Cool. <laughs> it's one. Got to be, it's got to be you. Probably, probably Clado, I'd say. Yeah. Got to have Clado there. Love you, brother. Um, Connor. Yep. <laughs> and Israel. <laughs> Just to keep things interesting. Adesanya? No. Or Flau. Wow. Righto. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I reckon Connor would beat the shit out of it. <laughs> righto. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, yeah, you need to give me more time with that. I, I, I couldn't come up with any good that, answers. That's all right. I'm going to give a, sh- a shout out to our baby sister. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Ellie, if, you, if you're listening. I Elle's, doubt she does. Elle's she better. <laughs> Els Bells, I'll know because I'll get a text. So if you haven't listened all the way to the end of the episode, we'll know. Um, and uh, every other one of you, thanks thanks for listening. <laughs> yep. Uh, Loki. Cheers, th- mate. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. Uh, you're you're part of the Beers and Banner family now. So uh, Yeah, um, well, you know, who knows? Might even be a, a regular regular voice. It'll be good to see it. We'll see what the fans say, actually. We'll leave that up to them. If, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll leave a... Leave a, leave a little something, something down in the comments. Yeah, righto. You can follow us at Beers and Banter on all the platforms. Um, head over to YouTube. Leave a comment if you like. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Come at us. Uh, thanks for listening. 
We'll see you soon. Thanks for having me. See you later. Cheers. Thank you.